Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Weird Girls Club. Club. With Niamh and Amy. Now grab a cuppa or something stronger and, and let's get, get into, into it. it. We're back for another episode of the Weird Girls Club podcast. That was very good. Was it? Thank yeah. You. The high notes here are echo in this room as well, though, so I wouldn't toot my horn too much. But yeah. on this episode, we have Emmett Thompson Hill. We are very excited to have her on. Um, she basically, if anyone was going to be someone who resembles what we think and kind of believe on the same wavelength, um, yeah, Emmett Thompson Hill is the woman. She is body positivity, self care, self love. She is so open, and um, we she she's just amazing, basically. Yeah, all around free spirit, good vibes, good energy, and we're yeah. so looking forward to this episode. And really hope you enjoy it. Yeah, so enjoy. But um, thanks so much for taking the time. I know yeah. you're very busy, and um, the time difference is is a campaign when we're especially yeah. when we're talking to people from like Ireland and England, mm-hmm. and then. Because we're like five hours behind as well. So yeah. like it's like the middle of the work day here. But um, we like to make mm-hmm. time. Because yeah. you don't want to do it mad late. And we hate kind of doing people on the weekends. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. especially that your time. Day. Because it's like the weekend everyone goes out. And we're like, we don't just be sitting around waiting until the top goes too. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that important. Well, I'm, I'm quite boring. I'm quite boring. <laughs> I don't think I'm got anything fun this weekend. Well, thanks awesome. for taking the time. Which yeah. I appreciate We were so excited to talk to you as well. Because I've followed you for a oh. good while. Um, I think one of the first videos I actually seen of you was I think you were talking about sex toys. You were talking about like dildos and vibrators, and I was like, oh my god, I love this yeah. bitch. She's just so fucking old, but she doesn't give a shit. I love it because it's not so common. Like it's very yeah. like oh hush hush, like yeah, generation definitely. like oh no, don't know. so it was so refreshing when I like found. It. I was like, oh, oh, this girl is having dildos. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, just that. Whacking yeah. it about. <laughs> love it like I love how you just didn't give a shit love it but um Amy's gonna start yeah. with some hypothetical questions um they're just okay. fun they don't have to be serious just whatever comes whatever. to mind um so the first one is if you could spend a week with any celebrity or public figure who would it be <laughs> oh that's a really good that's a really good question I feel like I'm always so rubbish at these things so I start racking my brain like who is it who would it be there's so many um, options People hate when I we ask like... these questions. Because <laughs> I like shit. I feel because yeah, they're like trying to find the perfect answer. No, I feel like it would be like some sort of like female entrepreneur or like someone in fashion. So maybe yeah. like if we were gonna probably like an owner of like a clothing brand. One that comes to mind is like you know like um Connor Walker, like the owner of House of CB. Yeah. Oh my god, I love yeah, her. Like, yeah. I always see like the behind the scenes in her offices and stuff and I'm like I would love to just like spend a week with her and just see what she does yeah so I can nosy, copy right? it <laughs> yeah yeah so I can put whatever kind of practices that she does into my life mm. so it's probably like a, a female female entrepreneur yeah yeah I, I love, love that her. answer that's a good answer um so the next one is would you rather listen to an annoying laugh for a whole day or get tickled for a whole hour <laughs> these fluctuate so bad like, yeah some are completely <laughs> random and some are like i'd love to do that and then this was like never I think, yeah i think i'd rather get tickled for an hour because like once you hear that annoying laugh a few times it starts grating on you nah mm. i can't cope with it so, so like tickling actually isn't that bad i'm not that ticklish so oh, i feel like then. tickles would be cute and plus you're laughing the whole time like yeah that's like true that's true and i feel like after like 15 20 minutes you might just start getting used to it whereas with it a laugh it, it gets worse and worse the longer you have to yeah i do yeah i get just put in a moment you might commit murder <laughs> yeah you're like so. um but the next one is if you could turn invisible for 48 hours what would you do and where would you go um, <laughs> oh god we probably should have gave you like a prep sheet for these questions people I are like, like serious i feel like if i could be turning really well 48 hours what i go i'm not gonna lie like i would stalk boys like some or not, not just boys but like people that like like i dated in the past or like people mm. that i was dating or whatever I, I, mm. i'm not gonna lie it sounds toxic and i'll do it i'll do it like you know you would love to be a fly on the wall in certain situations oh yeah Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like that. 
or I would just like go around I'll just see what what people do when like they think no one's there yeah is that messed up yeah because you never know what anyone else is doing when sorry sorry just my dog here she's like Uh, um you never know what anyone else is doing like once you're at home it's like right what are they saying what are they saying are you bitching about me yeah like oh yeah um I That'd would love work. to, but then it's like you're gonna you're gonna like actually break your own heart probably. Some that's true. Maybe that yeah. is a bit toxic. But everyone is lying if they say that they wouldn't want to be invisible in certain situations. To just say hundred percent, definitely no hundred percent. They take the chance, like no questions yeah. asked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one is if it could be legal to have any wild animal, what animal would you like to have as a pet? You know what? I'm not that much of an animal person. Like, I've never had a pet, ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never had a pet. I feel like I really love giraffes, but I wouldn't want a giraffe as a pet. They're really big. It'd have to be something, yeah, it'd have to be something, like, small and cute, like a little otter or something. Did you ever see the videos of them, like, washing their face? (laughs) Oh no! Yeah. I love ours. Are they? They're the ones that hold hands, isn't it? Well, they're yeah. like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like little videos of them like washing their face and stuff like in the. It's so cute. Oh, I want an otter. Yeah, that would actually. Yeah. Something real small. You need to look at like TikTok videos of otters after this. Yeah. I'm actually gonna pop up a video for the video, <laughs> like of just randomly yeah. otters washing their face. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like just rubbing their face. It's so cute. Oh, their little paws, or what do you call them? Paws, hands. I think they'd be paws. I like little teddy bear hands. They're so cute. That's too cute. Oh my god! I kind of want one now. I was gonna say a slot. I like. I think I'm a slot on the inside. (laughs) Like just feet and like slow. (laughs) (laughs) I read. Oh my! I read something the other day, and it was like saying that sloths were like the dumbest animals because, like, I just said I think I'm a slot. (laughs) 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 Be like, honestly, because apparently. Apparently they can only eat like I can't. I'm, I'm not even gonna say it because I can't remember what it was. But just Google like why. It, I think it was a TikTok. Everything's every every reference I have is TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is the bible now. You go to TikTok it's for just information life, now. Literally. Yeah, it's yeah. like go- the new Google. It really is. At least because it's visual. You want to learn how to do a triple knot in your shoelace? You go to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Um. The next one. Would you rather have to wear heavy boots always, or never wear shoes again? Depends on if it's like you, I suppose. I would say never wear shoes again, but then I'd also have to never go outside again. I would have to like <laughs> go everywhere on a scooter or something. Yeah, that's because I just can't cope. Can you imagine wearing heavy boots in the house? Oh yeah, yeah no. like going on a walk. Mm. Imagine the smell of your feet from the oh, sweat geez. of heavy boots. Like no, like do you ever smell no. like a fireman's feet? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm have like you. I have because my my father-in-law is a fireman, and apparently he has really bad smell of feet when he comes back from a shift oh. because of the boots. The oh, okay. God. That wasn't just me oh being some weirdo being like, have you never seen a fireman's feet? <laughs> yeah, I go up the road and say, hey guys. <laughs> Full fetch hey, over here. Yeah. Full fetch over here. No, hey feet. Oh. <laughs> um, the last one is, what would your death row meal be? Your last ever meal. Anything you could have. Starter, main, oh. dessert, alcohol. Anything you want. There's no limits. You can get it from anywhere. It can be anything. Yeah. I think oh mm, that's really difficult that's really difficult because I don't even think I have a favorite food you know like, I'm the I same, really yeah. love like pasta I really love like pa- I love pasta I love like Mexican food I think it might have to be like some sort of like oh, a platter of everything <laughs> Yeah, it would literally be like I'm just thinking about like tacos and like uh, quesadillas and like oh, really yeah. good nachos. I'm oh, hungry yeah. now. It would have to be something like that. Yeah, it would have to be something like that. That's like salty, but like with some sort of like avocado or like chicken and mm. cheese. Oh, so so much cheese. Yeah, and then I would have to have the sticky toffee pudding. Oh yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be nice with, with with ice cream. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Mm, I need a bit of ice cream. I know we're all sitting here starving now. Like, I want tacos. (laughs) (laughs) At least you guys have good ones over there. We don't have that many great Mexican. Oh, really? Um, we only went out, um, I think it was last week or so when we went to this uh, Mexican place. It was actually so nice. It was lovely. Tacos and they had, um, they don't like supreme fries, but it was like all the toppings that are on nachos, but in a oh, basket fries. of fries and cheese. And- oh my God. Sorry, but they were. <laughs> yeah, and I thought I gave myself towards a green borns off an jalapeno popper. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, the way I like bit into this jalapeno popper, but I didn't know it was like a full jalapeno in it. Oh. And I bit it, and the waiter came and he was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Cheese bubbling out of my mouth. And I gr- grabbed it, and I swear to God, my oh, hand was it really hot? Yeah. Oh my God, my hand was throbbing. I had to keep putting it on my sangria. <laughs> I sound so posh, my sangria. Oh my God. Oh, it was the way you jalapeno. Oh, no, the jalapeno, that wasn't even hot. It was the fucking cheese. Oh, my God. Then I needed a fireman to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, no. They were they were deadly. Yeah, they were very hot. Like, they didn't the even warn us being like, oh, be careful. The cheese is like <laughs> always oh, so hot, though. And then you put it in your mouth and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, even like spicy hot, like just warm hot. Yeah, mm. it's like fresh out of the oven, fresh mm. out of the fryer. And it's like, okay. But is, give it a minute. But isn't it such a waiter thing when the minute your mouth is full, they're like, "Are you okay for everything?" And you're like, <laughs> and all I could do was this to him, like while no. holding fucking cheese. I even said to her, "Like, hurry up with this." She was taking a video at the table, and I'm like, "Hurry up! I need to put my hands on me drink again." Oh <laughs> my fingers. god! I was like, "They're gonna blister. Hundred percent, they're gonna blister." But they didn't. <laughs> but I talked to you. Where I thought I was gonna need a skin graft or something on the tip of my fingers. So I was like, oh "From my jalapeno." I was like, "I have no fingerprints anymore. They're gone. They've just been wiped off my fingers now." <laughs> that's Sorry, the worst though when your tongue like when you burn your tongue oh, yeah. and then it's like you're like what what was it like before to to have a tongue that felt <laughs> but when you do that it's like um it ruins your whole meal then because you're literally oh, yeah. you feel yeah. or the palate if you burn your palate that's like oh, oh so no. annoying because then you're like messing oh, with it the whole time yeah but um, I think that's all the hypothetical that's the, questions all the hypothetical uh, yeah. questions Sorry, we're putting you to your paces there and trying to make you think on the spot you know <laughs> people usually sometimes like are like okay they're only hypothetical questions but then they're like literally like oh, yeah, yeah you go blank and then I feel bad because I'm like you want to give a good answer and like be it an answer because then later on tonight you'll probably be thinking saying why the fuck did I say that I should have said like this <laughs> yeah. instead because I do I should have said yeah. a roast dinner for my last meal <laughs> oh, oh yeah you roasties yeah. oh Oh, nice. Yeah. But we're gonna get into like some other questions and just kind of how you got into social media. Was it something that you planned on doing, or did it just all sort of fall into place? Yeah. So it wasn't anything I really planned on doing. So basically, I went to university um, and I graduated in 2017. I did fashion promotion with styling. So when I graduated, I was like looking for a job and I'd always watched YouTube ever since I was like young like obsessed mm. with YouTube I didn't watch TV like just YouTube all the time and so I think as a hobby I just thought you know what why don't I just start like a YouTube channel because I was really into fashion and everything like that and I was on like this like journey of self-love so I was like you know what yeah. let me just start my own YouTube channel so I started doing it as a hobby and just like started off with like fashion videos like whole videos and like girl talk kind of videos mm-hmm. and then like within the first I started in like December 2017 and by the end of January 2018 I had like 10,000 subscribers wow so oh, wow. it grew really quick it grew really quick and I was like oh my god so then I just kind of kept doing it and it kept growing and growing and growing um and yeah so it was never something that like I planned on doing and then by like the August of 2018, it was like my full time job. So amazing. I was just super lucky. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I know your try on holds, by the way. Your try on holds are oh, so good. Like, I'm obsessed. Thank you so much. Um, I do watch them and I'm like, I'll get all of these in my, in my basket. <laughs> Need in my them basket. all. Yeah. But like, what, who, who would be your fashion inspo? that's a good question I feel like there's no like one person I feel like that's like my inspiration I've always been like into fashion from when I was younger um but when I was younger like there really wasn't that many options for like plus size girls yeah so there was not that many people doing plus size ranges I remember ASOS had one but it was all pretty basic and like pretty boring Mm -hmm. so I used to shop a lot like secondhand I would like go to like charity shops 
and get stuff from like the men's section, the women's section, like make whatever I could work, like buy clothes from the maternity section. I would like go to these like vintage kilo sales, so you get like a kilo clothes for 15 yeah. Yeah, and I was like obsessed with stuff like that. And I think like when you're like a bigger kid, you're kind of forced to like be a bit more creative because the clothes you want to wear, like the the shops don't have them. So you kind of have to make, make your own style for yourself. So I think like now I just kind of wear whatever I like and whatever like I feel like looks good but I feel like obviously you get loads of inspiration from like Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and whatever and just Mm -hmm. people walking down the street so I don't think there's like one main person there might be a couple of accounts on Instagram but I can't remember the names yeah yeah but I feel like I'm really into like kind of I don't know how you'd explain it the more kind of like street style like I love I love like trainers and like dressing a bit more like tomboy yeah, yeah definitely like, like comfy style yeah, yeah comfy yeah mm-hmm. like I like I love jewelry yeah yeah I think because jewelry can you can dress up you can always dress up an outfit because I would rather wear like pounds and pounds and pounds of weight of jewelry than wear heels I <laughs> fucking hate heels <laughs> oh, my feet my feet are just too flat like I have my dad's feet they're just fucking like penguin feet I'm like they're flat like there's no arch in these things so if I'm walking in heels now like it's not good Painful. No, it's too painful and I don't trust myself I'll probably break a bone so <laughs> do you think um like social media and the fashion industry has changed even in the four years of you just starting out now with like all the kind of more sizes and the range inclusivity that we see now mm-hmm. 100% like when I first started my YouTube end of like 2017 PLT had only just launched their plus size range mm-hmm. so in that time like so many people have launched plus size ranges and they've just built and built and built them up like yeah I feel like there's been so much progression in the past few years and it's because I think it's just because these brands realize like it's a million probably billion dollar industry like plus yeah, size yeah. fashion but like bigger girls want to wear the same stuff that their, mm-hmm. their friends who are smaller wear and we want to spend like the same, the same amount of money do you know what I mean so yeah I think they more so just realized it's a it's a really big business so, I mean, there's still far to go, but I mean, it's made a lot Definitely. of progress in a short amount of time. Yeah. Sometimes I do think, is it just the new trend now? And is it ever like going to go back that way where they're like, oh, we're actually going to focus on this again? That's what I do always think. It's like now it's mm. almost popular to have like diversity where it should have just always been a thing. And the yeah. real women campaigns, like they're all, I do always question that. And I'm like, yeah mm, but is that really what they believe but it's, it's a bit it's a bit of a double-edged sword to be honest yeah. because it's like a lot of people you can see that it, you can it's very transparent like you know they're doing it to seem like woke and to seem like oh look mm. how diverse we are mm-hmm. but at the same time you kind of have to take it with a pinch of salt because it's like at least that is happening it, even yeah. if I just I think you just have to be a smart consumer and like know that they're doing this to to get your money to make you spend yeah, exactly. with them but it's more than some people are doing do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah like because we're so limited especially in Toronto at least with plus size ranges like I think there's like a shop Torrid isn't that like, I have no Torrid. idea Torrid it's like one shop yeah. and it's like just plus size but as we were saying before it's just basics like and it's graphic mm-hmm. t-shirts like they don't it's not trendy like it's yeah. just the basics like plain yeah. t-shirts and so like there's no I know H&M have kind of a plus size range over here mm. but it's not in so always kept online. online yeah, yeah that's it's online like I think Torrid is like the only shop I remember in the in the shopping center near row three you can literally walk in and buy something in a plus size range I from what I can it. remember yeah. I know H&M definitely is online and then with the majority of people yeah. who are plus size over here shop on Shein yeah so, yeah because like yeah. mm-hmm. fashion even over here is so different to like back in Europe yeah you have Primark we obviously had that in Ireland as well and then it's coming here you can't just go into even a shop like that and just grab up bits it's so different here so everything's online I'm still like pretty little thing if they're covering the customs I'm yeah, buying it pay duties yeah a bit of pain. Wow. Mm-hmm. so like, so a, like ASOS like we don't order ASOS because there's too much duties yeah. and taxes on it oh my god that's so yeah sad. I know. Yeah. That's, that's why like, sometimes I'm like watching your videos well. and I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but at least, but it is getting, I think, slowly 
I think the more people talk up about like what you're doing, like I know you're a big advocate on plus size and being inclusive. And I know there's so many more people speaking out about, especially because it does make you feel isolated. Like you were saying, when you're a bigger kid growing up, I know Mm -hmm. I was that kid. Like I was always the bigger kid. I have two older sisters and I was always like the dumpling of the fucking the three sisters. (laughs) Like, um, but it's harder because when you're growing up and you see your older sisters and they're not the same size, it's like, and then you're going into bigger sizes than them, even though you're younger. Mm. It is very mm. isolated. It does pay on your mind. I remember in primary school, I was like, I fucking hate my life. Like, cause I was tall, there than mm. everyone in the class. And I remember I was bigger and it's, it's very, like looking back, I was like, oh my God, I was a bad bitch. Like I've made it through and I don't give a shit now. Yeah. But at mm. the time, I remember in my communion photos and you could literally just spot me because I was the tallest mm. in the class. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so self-conscious. I used to always try to like, make myself shorter and smaller. But I think now that like clothes brands are like expanding, which they should have been doing a long time, long yeah. time ago. But the fact that they're starting to do it now more, it is kind of like reassuring, especially if I ever have kids and they're in the same situation, like they don't feel like there's something wrong with them that they have to mm-hmm. feel this like cookie cutter size that yeah. like, society kind of pushes on everyone. Yeah. But yeah, That's the thing though. And I think like people will be like, oh, it's just clothes. It's just fashion. But it's not just that it's like a sense of belonging and like yeah, especially mm-hmm. when you're younger if you can't wear the same clothes that your friends wear like I remember my friends used to go in Topshop all the time and I could never wear them clothes yeah and like yeah. I used to try and squeeze into like the size 16 and like that feeling of not being included yeah. in what all your other friends are and what they do as a kid like that's it's really damaging because you think you start thinking what's wrong with me like why am I so different why do I look mm-hmm. different and that's how you start internalizing like hate for yourself because you don't see anyone that looks like you everything yeah. seems to be like against you like nothing you can you can't really walk in anywhere and get any clothes people stare at you funny people everything you see on tv on, on billboards everything like doesn't look like you so you start internalizing all that yeah yeah and at such a young that's age like that's your life mm-hmm. like going mm-hmm. shopping with your friends going out to a disco or whatever and it's like if you're not feeling like you're fitting in at them then mm-hmm. at that time in your life like that's just it you're like well how does it get better and then brings on into the future and it's like nah this is shit like but- amount of meltdowns in like dressing rooms I've probably mm-hmm. had as a teenager yeah. and being like please yeah. don't go up past my fucking knee and then your man's mm-hmm. like hurry up I'm leaving if it doesn't fit you we're gone mm-hmm. and then yeah like it is it's it plays yeah. a lot it's a lot to do with your mental health but like you were saying like clothes aren't just clothes mm-hmm. they they make you, you feel like yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly and if you they help you feel good about yourself though as well because mm-hmm. yeah. let's be real in today's society everyone's looking at everyone what they're wearing well mm-hmm. I know more over in like the UK and Ireland but over here I think everyone doesn't give a shit yeah they don't everyone's really give just a reckless shit. Yeah, yeah they're like, all too busy with our lives to care yeah, about anyone are. else very free over here very very I, so I think people are like yeah. they're not like thrift shops are a huge thing over here mm-hmm. um like flea markets and stuff and that like we actually went to like it was like a hippie market last week but it was all these like small businesses that like find vintage clothes and then upsell them or updo them and oh, sell them so it was really cool it was actually re- it was really nice to go yeah. to and like see the small businesses kind of like starting out was, so there was really nice stuff mm-hmm. as well like they had like nike jumpers that looked brand new so really nice stuff. vintage stuff but um well, yeah, but what I was going to say to you actually was, before I went on that little tangent, <laughs> if you could get rid of like one fashion trend from whenever, ever in the world, what fashion trend would you like be like, I will never in my life either wear it again or I will never wear it or never be on that trend? <laughs> She's going to uh... kill her. She's going to hang up. She's going to be like, see these like questions are too fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because it's funny because I was literally just thinking, I'm... I'm 90 percent 95 even percent sure that i'm gonna buy some crocs and you know everyone used to hate them and now everyone's wearing yeah them. I'm, I'm gonna buy some yeah what you know what you know the first thing that came to my mind do you remember them tights that like had like stockings on them but it was like the tight so it was like darker in one place and it had like lines. it was like suspenders they look like oh suspe- my god <laughs> remember them oh my god do you remember them i literally and then with the little flippy then with the little flippy skirts. Oh my god, everybody wore them. And creepers. Do you remember them shoes? The, the big yeah. platform creepers. Yeah. He was oh wear creepers, god. but them tights, they're yeah. giving me PTSD right now. The audacity yeah. of me wearing them. 
Oh, oh my god. god. I don't know why that's the first thing that came to my head, <laughs> but I want I would rather die than wear those tights. Yeah. But do Crocs are a thing now? There's so many people buying Crocs now. Yeah, yeah. I and am. I'm, I'm fully gonna get them. I was like, why? Why I was like, oh, why is everyone wearing them? I'm just a con- listen. I'm just a slave to to consumerism. Like people <laughs> wearing them, and I'm like, wow, maybe they are kind of cute. Yeah. So I'm gonna get lilac ones. Oh, oh they'd be cute. cute. I always said the same. Like I'll never wear Crocs. Like mm. oh my god, say them. And lately, I'm like, they actually like. Why are they nice now? Why are they grown <laughs> on me? More people. Like, the more yeah, people that wear like, them they start looking better yeah have yeah. you been watching love island they're wearing crocs on love island the girls and i'm like this is going to be a thing everyone's going to be in crocs well, i need to get crocs well my dad's been wearing crocs for about 10 years <laughs> so he was probably everyone's <laughs> silence boat on love island and i used to give him death like death yeah, like oh my god my like god. i'm not going out with you you have crocs on like what the fuck like but um yeah oh my god, so- we'll all be having crocs now this time next month to be a new trend. Sorry, my, my friend started calling me then. Sorry. No, you're fine. Do you want to put it on? <laughs> yeah, come on, girl. Get in. Come on, hop on. Why not? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to text the same. Go. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Well, I'm back. Um, still on the topic of like social media. Do you ever fully take a break and? How or how often do you give yourself time off? Because I feel like with that type of job, you're never off the mm. clock. Like it's not a nine to five. You're twenty four seven going. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like probably like recently, I had a few days off where I actually like try. I didn't. I did try, but it's hard because even when you're like off, it's like everyone uses social media, so it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's hard to completely not go on the apps because it's like oh, but like if I'm if I've got free time, like. If, also like a hobby as well yeah. but I think for a long time from when I started probably for like a few years like I didn't have like any time off like yeah. because it's like your life becomes so like intrinsically linked to your job mm-hmm. and then if you're not careful they can just fuse together and then like I had a, quite a problem like last year but yeah like beginning of last year and then especially like through the pandemic because we had so much time to just think about crap yeah. where it was like at my worth was being like so intrinsically linked to like my presence online because like it was like it wasn't my this is my job and this is my life it was like mm-hmm. they're the same thing uh, it, yeah so so it was like I didn't know how to like go anywhere without like putting a picture online like if I mm-hmm. if I went to a restaurant to eat that like, I would have to take a picture and post it online whereas now I feel like I've got much uh, a much better work-life balance like I can do things now and not have to post it online and I actually feel like I have things that are like private and just for me which feels really good but I think a lot of people like when you go into this job you don't you just share everything at first because that's just what you Mm -hmm. do you don't you don't know how you don't know that it can be kind of cruel sometimes and like you know people can look at what you do and like pick it apart and whatever and and I think the more that happens to you the more you do want to keep certain things to yourself yeah Mm -hmm. but if you're not careful you can let it turn you kind of bitter and that's just what I think I was a bit bitter for a long time because I felt like I just got in this headspace where where I was like oh my god people are just like out to get me like they don't like me I just got in a really like bad headspace with it and then I think when you like kind of let go of that it's like no like everyone's just bothered about themselves yeah yeah no one's actually like bothered about you and I think like just creating that like work life balance was like really important for me but I've just completely not even answered your question as well (laughs) no No, Um, I was I was so engrossed in what you were saying I can't even remember what the question was either (laughs) no because that's it's like but like I do I do take I try to take like time off but I'm not I'm not that great at it like I need to yeah do more but social media is such a part of everyone's life as well. So how do you, like, in your downtime, you're scrolling through yeah, TikTok, you're still Instagram. Yeah. So when you do it, like, as your job, it's very hard to just be, like, switch it off because everyone has their phone. Like, mm. yeah, that's the one thing yeah. everyone goes on their phone as well. So it's, it definitely there's no, accident. yeah, you literally want to, like, get, like, a one of those timer boxes. Do you ever see them when you can put your phones in them and, like, lock them and it won't let it out? Yeah. You need I one of them. I've never seen that. Yeah. Like, I do have like I do have like locks like on if you spend a certain amount of time on like certain apps and you can like get locked out of it but I mean I just press like 15 minutes same, <laughs> same. 
I think when that came out on the iPhone, I said it. However, two years ago, a year ago, whenever it came out, and every single day when I go up to the Mario Press, ignore for today. I don't think I've once ever actually. <laughs> it's always yeah. so bad. Tomorrow. I'll yeah. take a break tomorrow. Or I'll go off social media yeah. tomorrow. Do you know what your average hours is on your phone? Do you ever check that? Or are you like, I'm not? Yeah, I do. I check it a lot. Um, it's really bad. I was like, I'm going to check it now for you. When I was like in the pandemic and stuff, I, it was like bad because I was living alone. So mm. I was just alone all day and I was just on my phone so much. And it was just like, I got in a bit of a hole with it. And I kind yeah. of, yeah, like I said, like I just kind of formed this like hatred for social media. And I feel like I'm actually like out of that place now, which okay. is really good. But at that time I was spending like, I'm not even kidding, like four and a half, five hours a day on Instagram. And that's just so toxic, like yeah. for me personally. Cause it's like you're ingesting all this information all the time yeah. and you're not even processing it. Like you're seeing mm-hmm. so much. It's just not, our brains can't comprehend that. And like yeah. seeing yeah. like, and I think as well, like I was getting this like constant validation from like people online, like, you're amazing I love you so much blah blah blah. and to the point where it's like when someone says something like so kind and so nice to you like that it doesn't even yeah yeah but then if someone on the other hand was like I hate you but you're this you're that that would hurt I so much because mm-hmm. it was like all that validation like I hadn't put it didn't mean anything anymore which is really sad because it's like someone taking time out of their day to like send you a nice message is like that's actually like amazing because if someone yeah. was put in, in front of you in person and said that you'd be like oh my god wow but when it's like virtual it, it doesn't have that same effect yeah but then yeah. then like the negative comments would have that effect and I think that's just like crazy that our brains do that so I just like I've sort of I just started spending like less time on it and just sort of wean myself off yeah. of it. but my screen time today so far is five hours and 53 minutes but <laughs> but that's our but job it's- under my defense in my defense so it's two hours of that for instagram and the rest is like an hour on max oh okay that's on fine. Spotify. yeah oh, that's like, spotify doesn't minutes count. on tiktok no i always so say like yesterday yeah yesterday was like three hours on instagram yeah the day before was like two and a half but at one point i got it down quite low and it was like an hour a day that's so, really that's good because mine was the exact yeah. same true cover like that I lived alone as well and like mine was like up to five hours on Instagram and then like probably yeah. six on YouTube and I was like YouTube doesn't count I was watching some but I'm still just sitting there on my phone like hours and hours. For night. yeah like, I'm like but my excuses be oh yeah. it's a podcast or it's something like that in the background but it's still like then for the whole day it'd be like 10 hours on your phone it's like that's not good yeah and I just I do end up spending a lot of time on my phone just like replying to like texts and mm. I feel like people are constantly messaging me like my manager and then like all my friends whatever and I can just get so overwhelmed so sometimes I'm just like take yeah, it away yeah, from bye. Me. but I've tried to like wean down my apps which is really good because I don't really scroll that much anymore like I kind of just go on post my stuff sometimes I have a little bit of a scroll but mm. at one point I was just like scrolling so oh, much yeah. and I'm watching so many stories and like to just to ingest like that many people's lives all the time can just be a lot, especially like, I feel like it's different if you're just like a consumer of it and you're a watcher because mm-hmm. like, you know, you're interested in people's mm-hmm. lives and you're like, oh, what are they doing? What are they doing? But as a creator, sometimes you can just start looking at people and be like, maybe I should be doing that. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> have they got like loads of, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And you can just get in your head about it. And I just think comparison is really just like, there's that saying, isn't there? Like comparison's a thief of joy. And yeah. I just yeah. feel like it, it really is. When you start comparing yourself to people that like, you're not even in the same you don't do the same things you don't yeah it's totally different mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that's not a good headspace at all but mm-hmm. you get out of that and it's good that you spend less time on it and like recognize that though but um mm-hmm. I was gonna sorry I knew you were gonna say something and then I was like make sorry. way bitch make way. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna punch me after this <laughs> <laughs> she was she was like, like, why did you act like that <laughs> she was like fucking no, hell I'll give you a five minutes of fame like relax <laughs> But I was going to say, you're very big into, obviously we talked about it already, like promoting self-love. When did you just wait? Was it one morning you just woke up and be like, fuck this, I'm just going to learn how to love myself? Or was it something that was building and then that kind of helped you like come out and make videos and talk about self-love? Because I, I know I've watched yeah. your videos about self-love and how to practice it and kind of how to change yeah. your mindset, especially I think you've done a video about self-love and it was like when you're in a relationship, you still have to remember 
to look after yourself and do things for yourself because it's so easy to get consumed when you're in a relationship and you want to spend all your time with them. And so what kind of made you kind of step out and be like, this is something I want to promote and help people and give advice about? I think like it wasn't something where I woke up like one morning and was like, oh my God, today I'm just going to love myself. <laughs> yeah. like, it was one day fresh it start. Was like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that. It was definitely a gradual thing. Like I grew up as a teenager um, like I've always been like I was always like a happy kid and everything but I I didn't have like I've always been outgoing like just the per- kind of person I am I don't know if you guys are in star size but like I'm a Leo so I'm extremely extra I'm yeah nice. we're extremely extra and like we love to be the center of attention so I feel like I've always kind of being like that when I was younger but on the inside like I wasn't confident I was very mm-hmm. insecure in who I was and I always use like my humor and like my personality to kind of like, be a shield for that mm-hmm. so that like, I feel like when I was younger I was quite lucky like I wasn't badly bullied because I was kind of like I would make the joke out of myself before anyone else could make the yeah, joke yeah. out of me so it was like when I was younger I was just really insecure in my body like I hated my body I literally would just I wish so much I wish I could be like thin I, I used to say to myself like when I'm skinny like I'll be happy when I'm and I used to say stuff like yeah you know when I lose weight I'm gonna do this instead of just like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. living my life now I was like obsessed with with losing weight and being thin because I thought like thinness equated to happiness mm-hmm. yeah now as I get older I've just completely realized it does not matter what you look like you create your own happiness like nothing in life is going to make you happy other than yourself because even when I was a kid like I'm talking like 10 11 12 years old my thin friends like had the same insecurities that I had but just in a different way so it was like it wasn't like they were smaller than me and they were just so happy it was like no when you're that age and especially like teenage girls like you do have so many insecurities especially because like the things that you see in media and in magazines and Mm -hmm. the pressures that you have on you like from from like you know kind of like the male gaze and stuff like that and and boys and you think you have to act a certain way and look a certain way and be a certain way and I think we just grow up like internalizing that because it's just so part of our society so I think when I it was kind of like in 2017 like I I'd done like so many diets when I was younger like I did like Slimming World Weight Watchers Mm -hmm. I even did like the Cambridge Weight Plan I don't know if you've heard of it but it is so fucked up like like the army one where you it's like one slice of toast. I think I've heard of it, but it has like different names. There's like the army diet and it's like a slice of toast and an apple or something. And then oh my five hours later, peanut butter and cracker. It was something random like that, but yeah. I think it's a similar one. Yeah, yeah no. All the diets. This is, no, the Cambridge weight plan is like basically like meal replacements, like milkshakes and stuff like oh, that. Okay, kind of yeah. like Sunfast, but like milkshakes and stuff like that. And I was like... I think I was like 19 or 20 and I was like I was paying my so I had student loan and I was like paying this woman I think it was like 60 pounds a week wow. for like these meal, meal replacement milkshakes and like I look back now and I think that is so fucked up like this grown woman was taking 60 pound of my student loan a week to just give me these meal replacement yeah. milkshakes because I was just so desperate to lose weight because yeah. now I look back and I think if I wanted to if I genuinely cared about my health who gives a fuck what your body looks like if you want to be healthy, then, you know, eat, eat whole foods, eat foods that are going to like make your insides happy, yeah. you know, be active. This, that, and the other. Drinking chocolate milk three times a day is not healthy. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, <laughs> if, you wanna, if you yeah. want to be healthy, the, there's the, the, like the, the food that the earth gave us is what's going to, mm-hmm. you know, give you all the nutrition the yeah. that you yeah. need. Yeah. So it's actually fucked up like this so I used to go every week and like she would give me all these meal replacements and stuff and like she would weigh me every week and like take my measurements and stuff and like if I hadn't lost enough weight she'd be like you really should have lost more weight this week and this that and the other and like I was just obsessed like with being and and at that same time it's such a toxic headspace and everyone around you was going you look amazing oh my god you've lost so much weight you look so good so it's like it just fuels it even more yeah yeah so uh, yeah so I did like all kinds of diets like that all growing up um and like I just always wished to like be smaller and then it kind of got to like I think it was like 2017 and Instagram like became a bit more of a thing like it always mm, yeah I, guess, like, I don't know when it all started picking up maybe like 2015 times but like, I guess like more like influencers and stuff started picking up yeah and I remember seeing I remember seeing um 
Ashley Graham on my Instagram and that was the like icon. the first kind of person that was like the first person I saw and I was like oh my god this is like a bigger girl who's like actually beautiful who like is so confident and she's like showing her tummy and she's showing her thighs and she's showing her arms and I that was literally like revolutionary for me because yeah, I've never yeah. seen anyone do that and so I was like oh my god like she proper loves herself and everyone like is cheering her on and she's so confident and it kind of it's just seeing something like that when you're really insecure it's a firm and it's like oh my god like so I actually like don't have to hate myself yeah I can yeah. actually like love myself it's actually like crazy it's like you need that confirmation of like you can love yourself and mm. be fat and like not yeah. look like everyone else yeah and so that to me was like some kind of like revolutionary thing I was like oh my god so I think I just started following more people like that and seeing people like just be so authentic and like not be scared to show who they are and show their bodies and like positions that aren't flattering and wear whatever they want no yeah. matter what other people say like that was just like crazy to me and it was like super inspiring so I think just that over time helped me push myself out of my own comfort zone and I was super I was still super insecure but I was just pushing myself all the time to do things that scared me and just do more things and that is honestly what accelerated my journey because I feel like it, it took like a it was like a solid year of like pushing myself out of my comfort zone all the time to yeah. like be more confident and share be more vulnerable with myself and vulnerable mm-hmm. with other people and I feel like I was doing that like online on my Instagram like I remember posting a picture it was like June of like 2017 and I posted a picture and I was in like and like booty shorts like pajama yeah. shorts and I and I post I was like sat on the floor like with my thigh out and I posted that and I was terrified oh, of posting this picture yeah. of my and I had like a normal t-shirt on but I was absolutely terrified to post a picture where my thigh was out because I was like this is crazy like what yeah. the hell are people gonna feel so vulnerable and it was yeah and I remember I'm literally now I would literally like I'll, I'll wear like wear a bikini I don't give a shit anymore but like back then it it was something that was so scary to me because I you just when you when you grow up thinking that you're not attractive and you're not beautiful yeah, yeah. like it's time and to everyone like you feel like yeah you feel like everything in the world is telling you that like nothing is affirming that you're beautiful because you don't see anyone that looks like you yeah yeah and, exactly and, and the, every like everything that you see of someone that looks like you it's always in a role of like the fat friend or like yeah. oh this that and the other it's it's always like you're never the main character as the fat girl yeah. like so I think just seeing all that stuff was super inspiring and then it just was me pushing myself out of my comfort zone until like I get to like where I am now where it's yeah. like I don't care anymore like someone today like messaged me on Instagram and I've, I've got like no I've got like a little unicycle on with like no bra and this girl's like just spilling out the side of that um of that jumpsuit wear something that fits you and I'm just like it make, but it's like I can't and then like the message above it was someone who was like I love the way you live your life you're so inspiring and you just yeah man like it's just I think a lot of people still have internalized like fat phobia and internalized things of like you can't wear that and it's like I can walk down the street with a a a thong and a little bikini top on and yeah I I probably wouldn't in the middle of Manchester (laughs) I mean I can just because my body looks a certain way doesn't mean that I can't wear certain clothes you know what I mean exactly and like realizing all these things like helped me so much yeah because I even find myself sometimes you know when I look at someone and I'm like oh my god fair play to them wearing that like they have so much confidence and I'm like why should they feel unconfident mm. like wearing that I'm like someone else can mm. wear that to size six size 12 size 26 mm. it's just clothes it's whatever they want to wear so even I find that myself and like I'd be in the same position like always dieting and stuff so it's like you can mm-hmm. wear what you want stop thinking that you can't because mm-hmm. it's only a certain size or something it's like other people's you'll always have in the back of your head thinking of other people's opinions and mm-hmm. I think that's just mm-hmm. the way humans are I think like that's yeah. it's always going to be embedded into our head of what other people yeah. think but I think mm-hmm. like you were saying I think as you kind of practice it more and push yourself out of your comfort zone and try to gain more confidence, eventually you'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Like think what you want or say yeah. what you want. Yeah. Like it, I don't, I'm not going to say like your bad comments will never get easy, but I think mm-hmm. when you have good comments kind of sometimes outweigh the bad, but it is true what they say. Like you'll always, you'll have a thousand good comments, but it's one bad comment yeah. that mm-hmm. will literally, it could ruin your day, which it's so true. Yeah. 
It's like you I can do a hundred things. Yeah. I think like we just still have a lot of like unlearning to do, like as a as a as a society. Like even yeah. me too. Like you're not gonna kind of abolish all the things that you felt about yourself and whatever you feel about yourself, you know, you put onto other people as well. Like anyone that's living their life carefree and whatever and just doing them is not going to be worried about what other people are doing or what they're wearing or how they look yeah you're going to mind your own business it's the people that feel the worst towards themselves that kind of project that because they don't want to be alone in their pain mm-hmm. yeah and it's like you know it's it's you're not going to switch a lifetime of thinking about yourself and about other people in like one day or one year or two even two years it's going to take a long time to unlearn these things and it's kind of like a lifetime journey yeah yeah definitely but we want to jump in because we don't want to keep you too long out of your day we want to let you get back to make your errors go back up on instagram (laughs) (laughs) but we'll just jump in real quick about obviously you coming out and it was quite recent so tell us about what and congratulations um we'll put put clapping emojis or sound effect (laughs) but like what made you come out this year was it more reflection during covid or what kind of made you say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna come out now like it feels right to do it now yeah I think like I think for me I just feel like I'm I'm quite lucky because I have really like accepting friends and family and I think with me I've always felt like I was kind of I've always said like I felt like I was just really fluid and whatever and you know I'd had like feelings towards girls like when I was younger and like experiences that I had before but like I just didn't ever kind of put a label on it or I didn't I just decided okay I don't really know what that is like I'm just gonna leave that over there yeah um and I think definitely the reflection like during COVID times and not really dating anyone really helped like after I got Mm -hmm. out of my last relationship which was like low-key like traumatic and which is what I like I do I did like therapy for Mm -hmm. um I think after that like I didn't date anyone for like a really long time and I think that really helped me a lot because it kind of helped me understand myself and I think like through growing up I think because I felt a certain way about myself because I was really insecure I looked a lot for male validation especially when I was younger like 17 18 19 and I had like my heart like pulled out my chest and like ripped apart so many times that it was like I was in like a vicious cycle with men and it was like I was always looking for their validation and having sex with people to try and make me feel beautiful but it like it never did make it me didn't feel work beautiful like, yeah. yeah no it was just like a really but I didn't understand that was happening to me like I was just kind of in this stage and I didn't I wasn't conscious of it I wasn't very like self-conscious um self-aware back then whereas now I feel like I'm super self-aware um and so I think because I've been so obsessed with men like my kind of late teenage years going into my early 20s I'd never even thought like oh like well I'm kind of like the thought of dating women was like never like oh like, you know you say to some yeah girl, like, yeah like, yeah and they're like oh like, no never like I support you but I'm not like that yeah that famous saying <laughs> yeah yeah but um I guess I and I'd had like situations with a couple of girls like in the past but I just I never labeled it and I was like Mm -hmm. no I'm just like whatever I'm just fluid and then I think like the more I thought about it and the more I kind of gave it more consideration and more space in my life to like kind of bloom I was like you know what like no like I think I am bisexual and even like it it takes a long time to even get to that point because you're like oh but like you feel like you need to be validated in some way or someone needs to validate what you're thinking about yourself like oh I need to like have sex with a girl to be bisexual or I need to like date a girl or be in a relationship with mm-hmm. a girl. And it's like, no, I could sit here not having sex with any girl, not even ever kissed a girl, not even ever spoke to a girl and still know and I'm still not. validate myself yeah. that I am what I think I am. Um, and so I think, you know, I know a lot of people that that have never like put a label on anything and, you know, they just say, you know, it's just whatever and I don't, it doesn't need a label. Yeah. But I feel like for me, it just felt, right but at the same time I didn't for me coming out wasn't like a big deal which I'm very fortunate to be in that position where it's like okay it's not even a big deal because I know my family and my friends know like what I'm like and I'm like yeah. very much like a yeah. free spirit and like when it comes to like, like my my choices and stuff like that I don't care what anyone else thinks like if I want to if I want to date a girl if I want to do whatever like I'll just do that so the whole coming out thing like I honestly thought it was just like a funny I made that like TikTok 
And honestly, to oh, me, it was yeah. just like a funny TikTok. But then I was like, oh, I guess like if I post this, it's like me coming out. So I was just like, okay, fuck it. Like, I'll just do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. And then like, I just feel like I've really allowed myself now to like explore it more and date more girls and stuff like that. And dating girls is honestly way better than dating men. Really? Let me not lie. Yeah, because but, like <laughs> men just continue <laughs> to be disappointments. Like honestly, mm-hmm. obviously not all men and everything, but talking to girls is so much nicer. Like going on dates with girls is so much nicer. Like boys are like, let me come and pick you up at 11 p.m. in a car. And this girl the other day was like, do you want to go to the theater with me and watch this show? I'm like, yeah, yeah so different. Difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the difference is crazy, like super, super crazy. But I think it's super interesting. Like I just. I don't even like I know I label myself as bisexual mm-hmm. but it's more so like I guess it's whatever label you feel like re- resonates to you more because some I, I, I would honestly date anyone like I'm not like exclusively just like men or women like mm-hmm. and I guess people would say oh I guess you're like pansexual then because people always want to label you and put you yeah, in whatever that's it, yeah. Oh, but you can't be this because you say this and this that and other and it's like at the end of the day if you're queer you're queer like and it's it doesn't yeah. matter like yeah. what what label is kind of put to it just what feels right for you exactly if you have a connection with someone like you don't that's care it. about their gender or mm-hmm. whatever like 100 mm-hmm. percent. that's good were you ever I know you said like you had a good experience coming out was there Anne in the back of your head that was like will I actually put this on social media because like you said the one bad comment that can get to you but I know you're pretty 100 percent I, I think oh I'm so sorry Emma the well, dog just... is so loud snoring oh, I can't even see she's oh my god it's vibrating the floor she's a bloodhound so she's huge she's and she's like vibrating oh off the god, floor I love so I don't that. know if you can pick up her snoring that. so sorry about that I can't hear on the mic but we can hear her and she's like she's like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's sorry so Emma she's silent now answer your no but um I'm trying to remember the question. No, I tell you what, it was Are you like, any like slight nervous, like in the back of your head about um coming yeah. like on social media. I know you're fine with your friends, mm-hmm. family, so yeah. And I think there's always that like air of being nervous because mm-hmm. no matter what you do or what you say, you're gonna be judged. I think because people don't see you when you're like on social media, your creator or whatever it is people don't see you as a person yeah. they mm-hmm. see you as this like thing that they watch and that you like that they, they just see you as like this kind of figure and like you're not a real person you don't have real yeah. feelings because it's like it's not real life it's all through your phone it's all virtual it's not mm-hmm. tangible so when someone is watching my post or seeing my life or whatever they form whatever opinion they want of me they don't know the genuine me the me inside mm-hmm. and yeah. like, as much as you can try and show that People will never, ever understand that because they're always going to form their own opinion of you based on their own. Every, every person is different. So whatever they think, you know, some people might love it that I'm like super out, like confident and out and say all these things. And where yeah. some people might be like, oh, that's not for me that like, I don't know how she could ever talk about that. And that's like, OK, because yeah. we're all different as humans. But I think our generation has this like thing about we need to be liked. We need to be understood. And I think with social media, what I've learned over time, because I was very much obsessed with, when people sent, sent me hate comments or they didn't like me, I was like, why the hell don't you like me? Like, I'm so nice. Like, why don't you like me? Yeah. And it was like, you get to the point where it's like, and I, I did a lot, I talked a lot about this with my therapist. It was like, not everyone's going to like you. And like, that's okay because mm-hmm. I need to be the one that, that forms my own opinion of me. I need to like me. Yeah. yeah. That's the only person that like matters of their opinion. So, I mean, it's definitely nerve wracking because you just don't want to be misunderstood. I feel like with social media, you're constantly misunderstood, Yeah, which mm-hmm. can be difficult at times when you want people to understand you in one certain way. But like I said, we're also different. So you're never going to be understood hundred percent of the time in the way that you want to be understood. So it's just best to like, not take it too seriously um I was definitely like nervous but more so for people being like I feel like when you come out I don't know if any any of like you guys are like gay or bisexual or whatever you might be Mm. but it's like you kind of feel like but am I gay enough like am I this enough do I fit the category label yeah yeah like you feel like people are going to question you like but you're not though but you're not because you said this and you're not because you said this and it's like, 
at the end of the day, like you are seeing this much of my life, like the tiniest exactly. little snippet, and you don't know all the ins and outs that's going on in mm. my brain. So yeah, it's more so the not wanting to be misunderstood, but at the same time, it's like you're going to be misunderstood anyway. Yeah. So you might as well, like you might as well just live your life, like and do whatever. Life's too we're short. Gonna yeah. die, we're all going to die one day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know you're like pretty open with going to therapy and stuff. Is there's like one thing you've learned in the last year, if you feel okay talking about it, like mm-hmm. what would that have been that's like changed your mental health or is there definitely an improvement in the last oh, year? hundred percent. Like when I went to therapy, I was like probably like rock bottom. Like I was yeah. really not in a good place. And I just used to like every session that I had, like I would just cry and cry and cry. And it was like that for months, like every session I'll cry. Yeah. I just felt like I had so much stuff like pent up that I just needed mm-hmm. to let out. And it's like, sometimes you don't even need someone to give you answers. You just need someone to listen to you. Yeah. Just yeah. Listen to what you're saying and, and you know, not even understand either, just someone to, to listen to you and just be there for you. So therapy has like 100% been like the best thing I've ever done. But it's yeah. also like super difficult. What people don't realise is just like, it's so hard and it takes a lot of like, putting a mirror up to your face and mm-hmm. you know even saying to yourself you know what I didn't do that right and that I, I shouldn't have done this and I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that and owning that up to yourself is really difficult like saying you know what I didn't do that right and then stuff like that it is hard but mm-hmm. at the same time it, it's really good because it helps you grow so much but I feel like one like really good lesson because hmm. you really just need to be it's like honest you. with yourself at the same time as well like when you're going in and you're saying whatever you need to take yeah. everyone's side like whether it's something that happened or a story it's like they yeah. make you think about every different scenario every different opinion so it's like bringing mm-hmm. up a lot of past mm-hmm. pain as well Robbie you've suppressed so much pain yeah because I think it's very a lot of people I know like I would rather push something so far down yeah. and get on with yeah. it and I think me and mm-hmm. you are very similar in the sense where both of us I do humor a lot to deal with emotions yeah and mm-hmm. it's probably not the most appropriate I could be at a funeral and I'm cracking fucking jokes but that's just me <laughs> like yeah. processing yeah. with it and then I think like in the long term it's not obviously that's not healthy because you're suppressing so many feelings and so many emotions so I think therapy yeah. is definitely when you are going to therapy you're hashing out all these emotions mm-hmm. that have happened so so long ago but yeah. it feels like you're going through kind of all again because you're talking about it and you're it's reliving it yeah reliving it kind of 100% and it's like when I went to therapy like I basically started therapy because I was in like an emotionally abusive relationship prior to that I'm sorry and then when I got out of that I just it's okay (laughs) these things happen I feel like I feel like a lot of things have happened to me to me in my life so that I could learn from it and help other people learn Mm -hmm. from it I honestly feel like everything happens for a reason so it's kind of like when I when I got out of that relationship I was left with a lot of issues that I didn't realize. So it was like super low self-esteem. And like I, the, the, anything like any time anyone said anything negative to me, it really hit me even deeper because it was like all these things because my self-esteem was like so low, but I hadn't realized and I kind of lost all my confidence and I was just like a shell of myself. Like I didn't, I didn't notice myself anymore at all. Like I yeah. just wasn't me. And, um, I feel like I've worked through that a lot in therapy and all that in itself was kind of intrinsically linked to like self-love and I thought I'd done all that self-love work you know I've done everything and I love myself now and it was like that was all surface level it was like yeah I love my body or whatever that I accept who I am but on the inside I wasn't practicing genuine self-love yeah because Mm -hmm. I wasn't respecting myself like I had no like self-respect and especially after that situation and I was like I had I went through like a bout of like depression and I was just, I got super anxious. Like I was anxious all the time because I just felt like in that past relationship, I was walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was just like, it was just so much to deal with that I hadn't realized that I just kind of like kept inside. So like going through therapy, it was like, it's just been super beneficial when it comes to that. And I've actually yeah. learned like genuine self-love for myself and how to be patient with myself and giving myself time I used to feel like a lot of shame like before therapy about certain things like if I said to myself oh I want to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and I woke up at nine I would literally have a bad day all day because I was like I cannot believe I have I've fucked up the whole day like I've woke up at nine I'm I'm so stupid like 
this, that, and the other. Whereas mm. now it's like, okay, I've woken up at nine. That's probably because like my body needed to sleep a bit more. That's okay. Like, yeah, so it's yeah. just like things like that. And my therapist always says like, shame is such a powerful emotion <laughs> that other things cannot. <laughs> shame is like so powerful. <laughs> okay. She was saying like, shame is such a powerful emotion that like other things can't coexist with it. If you feel shame, it clouds absolutely everything. So just like taking these feelings and like breaking them down and trying to understand why I feel that way. So like now, if I feel a certain type of way, if I'm like anxious or something like that, I'm like, okay, well, what is it that's triggered that? I like, I'm way more introspective now and I'll pick things apart instead of like going crazy and overthinking because I'm such an overthinker. Yeah. Instead of like doing all that, I'll be like, okay, but what is it that's made me feel like this? And then I'll break it down Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, okay, it's okay. And I've realized like, I feel like, I think when, when you have certain thoughts and you, you know, sometimes can be really negative towards yourself. You think that's you, but I think this is okay. I found it. I found the thing that I'm going to tell you that the best thing. I'm going to <laughs> the light bulb. We went. got there. We got there in the end. We got it in the end. But you are not your thoughts. Just because you think a certain way about yourself, that doesn't make it true. And I think mm-hmm. that's like the biggest lesson that I've learned. And I would say that to anyone. Anyone that thinks, "Oh my god, like I'm so fat, I'm so ugly," it's that and the other no you're not that's just your brain telling you that and just because you think a certain type of way about something doesn't make it true mm-hmm. yeah I think like yeah. that's 100% like the biggest thing that I've learned because I can have days where I just feel super like super low and, and I don't feel great about myself but I know that's not me that's just me for that yeah. day yeah you know it's temporary mm-hmm. yeah but before we finish up because I know no. you're a busy girl we just want to I, know, I feel like I've chatted your ears off no, no. it's been great we've been interested we've been in, we've been so intrigued we're like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. taking it all in yeah. that was great advice like um like all the small things on the surface like that the like deep down taking them in and pushing them back out it's like such a big yeah. thing that can change our mood yeah like, definitely but can you tell us um more about your brand all body before you finish up because we are obsessed yeah. we were literally looking at like your t-shirts and stuff oh my and god, like, oh my god. We which we all. need to f- I, like we want them all <laughs> but we need to um we'll probably ask you more details about them after this call as well because yeah. obviously we're in yeah Canada, we want to figure out make sure if they ship here or uh-huh. whatnot but if you can tell us a bit about all, all body and how it started and what kind of pushed it to, obviously mm-hmm. to begin it yeah so all body is my clothing brand so we started in february of 2019 and we basically do like t-shirts hoodies sweatshirts we do it like a tracksuit now um and it's all basically about like it's mm-hmm. for all bodies so we do from size small to 5xl and like through our marketing and through the like pictures on the website and on social media we try to use like just real people normal people yeah. of all different walks of life so it's like no matter what what your gender is what your sexuality is how your body looks your skin color like none of that matters like everyone is included and so it was really important for me to like create something like that because I felt like when I was younger like I said to you guys before like I didn't feel a part of things when it came to fashion and I think have if I was younger and I had like a brand like all body wear you know me and my best friend who's a size eight can wear the same t-shirt and we feel like we're all a part of something together like that would have been really important. So I just wanted to create something that like, I feel like I would have needed when I was younger. And so, yeah. Love That's it. That's amazing. We, it, it, your mm. stuff is so gorgeous as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks you. Like we're, <laughs> we'll be on the Instagram every day. <laughs> <I'm> like, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks Emma for stopping and talking to us. I know we had loads of questions for you. Yeah. You're probably going to need mm-hmm. a drink now after this. You probably have your brain. It's okay. I've had the, I've had the water on deck. Oh, uh, you need an alcoholic drink. No, you need an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just bought some wine today. Oh, Ooh. nice. <laughs> oh, a little glass of wine. But Emma, thank you so much. But if you want, um, if you want to let us know or our listeners know if you have anything coming up, anything exciting they can mm. expect from your YouTube or your your Instagram or even your all body brand, um, nails. Yeah. Chance, to be honest, I'm just like focusing on just keeping creating, creating, creating. So on my you on my Instagram, um, which is Emma Tamsin Hill, my TikTok as well, YouTube, Emma Tamsin, all body, we're still gonna be we're hoping to like release a lot of different ranges of clothes. So mm-hmm. not just t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, just doing a wider variety of clothes. Oh, and also I I am working on a podcast, but I don't know when the date <gasps> is. But it's gonna oh, be all about like 
sex and dating and Love relationships it. and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that can be so exciting. I know. I just need to get my ass in gear and sort it out. <laughs> People keep asking, they're like, when's the podcast coming? I'm like, I don't know. It's like it's on the list. I'll check yeah, it off yeah. eventually. It's on the list. It's happening. Mm-hmm. But Emma, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We loved having the chats. And hopefully if we make it over to the UK anytime soon, we'll have to go for drinks. Yeah. And like like English and Irish drinking together, it's bound to be fucking dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Canadians don't drink that much. So it's very hard to find Canadians that will like... Especially Northern England. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. We know how to drink. Yeah, exactly. That's why we vibe so much, you know. So either you make it over here, we make it over there. Whoever yeah. is forced, we have yeah. to do drink. I would love to come to Toronto. Like, don't tempt me with a good time. Just oh, do it. Just, just do we'll it. meet you at the airport. Just do it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Straight to the bar from the airport. <laughs> Suitcases and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Imagine we'd be in hectic. We'd probably get kicked out of everything. <laughs> I love that. But Emma, thanks again so much. I hope you have a great, great rest yeah. of your day or your evening because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be in touch and we'll tag all your socials and your YouTube down below yeah. in the video and in the podcast uh, as well. But yeah, thanks, thanks for so letting us chat the ears off you. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. I've had such a good time. No, we had a fab time. It was great. Really, we really enjoyed it. Good. I'm happy. Thanks, Emma. Have a great day. We'll talk yeah. soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. So we hope you've enjoyed that episode and if you didn't know who Emma was before, make sure you check her out in the description below and our Instagram at Emma Thompson Hill. And our YouTube. And our YouTube as well. She does YouTube, vlog, hauls, all that good stuff. But yeah, we had so much fun in that episode. Yeah. It was so good. And, and for her being so open as well and she's like, like it's just so refreshing for someone to be so open about so many yeah, personal things carefree. as well. And carefree. So um. Yeah, Emma, thanks for taking the time. We really enjoyed it. It was it really was nice to chat to you. And you taking the time out of your day mm-hmm. as well. It's for anyone that we have on, we really appreciate them taking yeah. the time and chatting the chats and yeah, having a having laugh. Having a good time. So we hope you all really enjoyed it. We're trying to like mix it up, get a few different guests. And yeah, so stay tuned for more. And make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you like, come subscribe, hit the belly thing. And if you're listening on audio, follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening. And also head over to our Instagram at the Workouts Club. Yeah, so take care and have a good day. And yeah, bye. Bye.